What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. The fittest county in the country, fittest city slash county in the country. And we are broadcasting in Clarendon. This is Pace the Nation, episode 197. I'm your host, Chris Farley. A full crew here today. An exciting episode to get to, a big show to get to. And to help me with the big show, across me, of course, it's Test Strike. Tess, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. A lot to get into today. Mm-hmm. Excited to also have to my left, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Is Arlington going to have to go change all those <laughs> fittest city plaques that they've hung up all to over county? the place? To Yeah, to fittest city slash county. Uh, yeah. as, as you change the accolade, yeah, I know. Yeah, I uh, is, is this going to cost this uh, place you love so much? Millions. Millions and millions yes. of dollars changing signage every yes, time I, you change the intro to the show. You know what? I like it's that it's unique. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a county. Everybody asks you, what city do you live in? Well, mm-hmm. I don't live in a city. Mm-hmm. I don't. And that's cool. It's unique. It's, uh, well, it's not that unique. <laughs> you well, think this is the only county in no, the country? Uh, well, actually, probably. based on your geography history, smallest. I do think is that it? you think that. Is that true? That. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tess, you were born and raised in the county. Arlington I was not county? born in the county. Oh, okay, Arlington not county. born. Okay, all right. Uh, but raised? Yes. All right, I'm questioning my, myself <laughs> now. Okay, but raised in Arlington. Um, you know, that that uh, botch there, I don't think it's a botch, but okay. it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a mistake at the beginning of the show. I, I, I just see uh, hundreds of civil right. workers right now <laughs> panicking, right. frantically <laughs> trying to change all the signage. Yeah. In Arlington, or you 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 bring you bring up uh, that, overtime the mistake, um, and this just came to me. I'm not sure I've been less prepared for a show. Mm-hmm. This is the least prepared I've been for setting a show. the bar high. Uh, that, <laughs> no, exactly. I just want to start there. Yeah, <laughs> that I, concerns me. Yeah, um, because I've seen you very unprepared <laughs> for shows. I literally don't think I've um, been. So unprepared. Mm-hmm. Just a lot going on. Well, and you did get a haircut. Pu- pulling back the curtain. I did take the time to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You couldn't Maybe, think about it while you were I, getting your haircut? Maybe you shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. I know. I, I don't know. I, and I don't know why I just admitted that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think transparency and honesty is the best mm-hmm. policy. It's the best podcasting material, mm-hmm. I think. It's the uh, best podcasting policy. Policy, yes. yes. Wow, so, this is a lot of filler yeah. content. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, we could, we could move, we could move on. But I just wanted to set the bar. Tess, low. don't, don't knock down the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I want to set the bar low. Uh, but uh, that, that's really unfair because we have mm-hmm. a fantastic guest today mm-hmm. that we didn't prep well, if, for. If you, <laughs> exactly. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Though. Right. If you okay, really want to pull back the curtain, yeah, we recorded two days ago. That's so true. that makes it also very difficult. That, like that, before that, you were saying. What do you guys want to talk about? What do you guys want to talk about? It's like, well, not a lot has happened in we the two days talked, since yeah. we recorded. Yeah, we just talked. Well, you know what? The, the problem is when we don't have a lot, I just go into my own personal mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So I just, that's my crutch. I just talking about, to yeah. start talking about me. Fast forward, fast forward, fast <laughs> so forward. So we'll try to avoid uh, most of that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am excited. We are very excited about mm-hmm. our guest today. I can tell by the levels. <laughs> uh, we, we are going to be joined in studio by Georgetown uh, university senior track and field member, Gisette Norris. She's going to join us in studio. She's just freshly uh, back from Austin, Texas, where she competed in the 5,000-meter run, and she was a first-team All-American uh, running the 5K. Uh, she ran 15.52 in the finals on a blazing hot day 
and uh, was fourth place. Yeah, who who decides to go to Austin in June? <laughs> I know to run. Very, very. I saw all the videos of officials spraying down the tracks, so and the sprinters can put their hands on it. Was it that was true? So hot. Wow. Yeah. I, I knew they were handing out water because I watched Gisette's race. I, I, don't I know. hope they are. Yeah, for the five k and ten k, they definitely were. Uh, now, when a sprinter in 100 meters takes a, a water... That's the fastest exchange you've ever seen. Be, now, that would be weird. But Maybe uh, if they were good at relays. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Uh, Four we'll, by one with a cup. We could we could ask her if... if uh, I, I think she did See, take water. Now you're water. prepared. Now you're more prepared uh, yeah, than thank you were That's, that's a good ago. good topic to ask her. Did she take yeah. water and did the sprinters take water mm-hmm. to the 100, 200, mm-hmm. 400 meters? Uh, I guess not. Uh, so excited to have Gisette Norris joining us uh, on the program. Uh, you know, awesome job, an All-American, first-team All-American, pretty amazing. Also on today's program, we're going to talk about Gabe Grunweld, uh, an inspiring runner, an inspiring person mm-hmm. uh, who is battling cancer, and she's in the news this week. So we'll talk about her. Um, also, uh, we're going to talk about the World Cup. We talked a little World Cup last week. Two days ago. Two days ago, right? It was mm-hmm. recently recorded, and there was a USA game today. that happened today as we record here on Tuesday. There will have been a second one by the wow. time, okay. I think, this next episode By this comes releases, out. yeah. Right, by this time. I think they play out. Sunday okay. again. All right, so we can talk about today's game, and you guys mm-hmm. can uh, preview uh, the uh, second game against... Chile. Chile. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would have said Chile. Chile. Mm-hmm. Chile. I. Is it Chile or Chile? Whatever. Uh, so we'll preview that game. Uh, we'll talk about the USA's uh, game, uh, big win today. No one covers the Women's World Cup like this running podcast. There's no <laughs> running podcast in the country that covers uh-huh. the World Women's World Cup like we do. Correct. Yes. So uh, big show to get to. But let's uh, bring in our guest. Excited next to be joined by Georgetown All-American, Gisette Norris, joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Tess and Docs, we are excited to be joined in studio by the newest Georgetown track and field All-American, Gisette Norris. Gisette, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for, for making it here. Uh, I, I had you scheduled for maybe 6, 6.37. Hey, can you just wait outside? Hold on. <laughs> wait a second here. I mean, it's been... Uh, you know, shifting. Uh, you, you've shifted your schedule many times, and I was just telling these guys, I was hoping that your coach wouldn't be upset with me. So, how, how do you think your coach is going to feel about you out late on a Tuesday night here in Clarendon? She might be jealous that I'm over that, here and she's at home. But. Yeah, that's true because she's actually with the kids right now. Yeah. Uh, she'd rather you watch the kids. Josetta has actually watched my kids. Is that right? A few I times. have. Yeah. So. Uh, that is, um, I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't remember that as I was doing almost no prep for that. But that uh-huh. is a topic. Um, you left your kids with a complete stranger that you don't yeah. remember. Is yes, on exa- the show right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Um, how are how are my kids to watch? By the way, they're adorable. Are they are they easy? I mean, are I was really upset. Baby Paul wasn't with us on our trip because I told yeah. Julie I wanted him on my lap during the flight well, to Austin. I, I, we did have a we did I had a picture with the boys after her regional race. Um, you can find that picture on my Instagram page at Run Pacer. Uh, it was Gisette just finishing, 
and I see her and I've got the boys. It's like nine o'clock at night. They're about to go to sleep. So I take a blurry, she stops and I take a blurry photo with her. So that's like the first thing you do after you're finishing <laughs> mm -hmm. the race. Um, I don't know whether that was appropriate or not, but thank you for that picture. My mom actually told me, she she didn't even text me congratulations. She was like, I see Chris with the two boys on the live feed. James is on it. I was like, nice, nice mom. That's the first text I get. It's about the babies. Yes, yes. So uh, Gisette was, um, Gisette was uh, third at regionals, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, that moved you on to nationals at Austin and then finished fourth place at uh, the national meet at Austin, which makes you an all uh, first team all American, which was just incredible. We want to talk about that race. Um, but before we do, um, so Georgetown, you were a transfer from where? UNC Chapel Hill so after my sophomore so year. So you transferred uh, from UNC. Uh, why'd you transfer? I loved the school, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to reach my potential there in running. And mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to switch take a different step and go a different direction. And I looked at Georgetown in high school and it was one of my top picks. And I came down to a few schools, but I found myself just keep coming back to Georgetown. So I made the switch to Georgetown and that was right when Julie took over coaching right. as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great timing. Um, and she's been, uh, Gisette's been Julie's, one of Julie's favorite athletes to coach. And how are uh, other teammates are going to listen to this? I, know, one, I said one of, I said one of. I can't say that. Um, Julie, select list. I, yeah. I have talked to Julie about yeah. this. She likes everybody equally, yes. just like she likes both of her kids equally. <laughs> Uh, some days more than others. You're yeah. welcome, but, Julie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good good point, Docs. Um, but you weren't always a runner. Basketball player in your high school days, is that true? Yes, I actually thought back in high school that I was going to play basketball in college at one point. Wow. Yeah, I, I loved basketball so much. And I didn't start running indoor track till my junior year in high school. And that's when things really started to shift gears. Like my my sophomore year, in high school, I was a 5'10 miler. By mm -hmm. the end of my junior year, I was a 4'41 miler. Wow. But, and I think that biggest shift was not playing basketball and actually running. So in the when did you time. stop playing basketball? Your junior year? Going into my junior year. Okay, yeah. got it. Wow. What position did you play in basketball? Point guard. I was point starting guard. point guard my what sophomore did you year. Think? What did you think? Farley? Well, I wouldn't have said center. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I mean, you know, she could have been a shooting, shooting guard, guard or a small four. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe she was this height in high school and I, I don't know. But yeah, probably point guard seems to make sense. Uh, so could you shoot the ball? Were you a good shooter? I thought so. Yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. Can you dunk? <laughs> no, no, never got there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure that she'll ever be able to dunk, but you've done some big things, uh, athletically. Uh, so you quit basketball, you went on to run Georgetown. Uh, you, uh, You've had, you know, obviously big success, but it, it hasn't been like a smooth line. It hasn't no. been, a, you know, a straight line to success. Uh, you know, tell us about, you know, some of the struggles and injuries and stuff that you've had along the way. Yeah, I mean, this was actually my first outdoor season since sophomore year in college at UNC. I haven't run the last two outdoor seasons here because um, when I first transferred here, I was having some setbacks with ankle sprains and we decided to cut my season short. And then going into the last outdoor season, I actually had a stress fracture in my femur. So mm. at this point Ouch. last year, I was not even running. I just saw like a Snapchat memory from last year to me like on the bike, like getting all sweaty and grinding it out. And I'm like, wow, to look back of where I was uh, just a year ago from um, today is just insane. I was like, I was one of the first people out in the 5K my sophomore year. So this was my first time coming back to regionals. So your first first one out. Um, yeah, I, was, I think I was 13th or 14th my sophomore year. So you didn't the, make the national meet. I didn't, right? So no. this was the first time you made the national meet. Yes, wow. first time. Wow. So were there times that, uh, you know, 
stress fracture in your femur? I mean, were there times where you thought, well, you know what, I've had a good few years of running, but uh, this just isn't going to happen for me? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had some low points, but I always felt like there was more in me, and I never like gave up that hope of what I wanted to do when I came to college because I had so many expectations coming to college after being like highly recruited from high school and I never gave up on trying to do what I wanted to do I've always wanted to be at the national meet and Mm -hmm. I went into nationals I was so calm and Julie was so surprised because it was my first time being there she said like I was very composed and I think it was because that I've always wanted to be there and I was so happy to be there that it felt right because I, I always felt like I should be at this meet and now that I was there, everything felt right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were, I mean, I, I watched the meet um, and you were totally in control and let's let's go to uh, Austin, Texas. Um, you were controlled the whole time and in the lead pack and just did an amazing job, but uh, it, it, was, it was tough because the weather was, it was just, I mean, have you run in such heat before? I mean, it was in, in the 90s um, at 7 o'clock when you guys the started scorcher. the race. Yeah. I mean, have you run in heat like that before? Um, back in high school at New Balance Nationals, okay. I had run scorching heat like that, but never for a 5K. Yeah. So it was 95 degrees when we stepped on that track. I had the ice vests on. We were covering me in ice. Julie threw my uniform in an ice bath before wow. I put it on. So I was, I was drenched before the race, but... Once the gun went off, I think my I didn't even think about the heat once. I did take a bunch of water throughout the race and dumped it all over me. We, but we were, we were asking did you drink about it that? too? No, I was just dumping it on the front of me and the back of yeah. me. But um, okay, just to so cool you down did, the body. We, we asked. We were talking about that before you came on. So how many times do you think you took water? I might have taken it like five or six wow. times. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, it was just right there in front of me. So I was like, why not? I'm just going to grab it. Right. <laughs> were there other events that they were handing out water, just the 5 and 10K? They were actually handing it out for the steeplechase too. Really? All the events that day because it was so hot, like steeple and up, I okay. think they were handing out water. And the 10K a few days right. before that. But Saturday was definitely the hottest day. We shifted my warm-up. I only warmed up five minutes before the race, which, wow. is, which is a big difference. So what, unconventional. Yeah. Right. What, but, what, but then you had a lot of success with that. Do you think that, that uh, going forward, you're just going to change everything now? Right. No more warm-ups? Just, yeah. just yeah. always yeah. say, like, uh, I think I'm going to do five minutes. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm pretty good with rolling with the punches, so I just I wasn't phased by right. it. I was like, I guess if I don't need – I only need five minutes because it's 95 degrees, that's fine. I'm pretty calm, like, in different situations, so right. I wasn't concerned about that. So there, there was no uh, water at the. We were speculating whether it was water at, at 100 the hundred meters, or, yeah, or, or the relay, yeah, four by like one this. or four by four, something like that. Okay, yeah. So there was not. Can I ask a, just another question about the race? Because I, I didn't see it. Was, was it a tactical race? Definitely. We knew going in that it was going to be slower because of the heat. It just would have. Yeah. That would have been so hard for someone to try to take it out. We were. I'm not even sure what pace we were going, but. It definitely was probably one of the slower times in the past few years, considering the so heat. So then that, that probably also makes sense to abbreviate the, the warm-up, mm-hmm. because basically the first mile of a tactical race is and a long distance race could be considered a warm up as well, right? Yeah, and I and I made sure to put myself I talked for my my race plan was to put myself on the back that first 3k and pretty much be unnoticed because I knew the race wouldn't start winding down till after 3k. So I at one point I found myself in last place, I think wow. at yep. 1000 meters, but there was so much movement going on at the front that I wasn't trying to get in the middle of that. I was just trying Don't to Don't waste your energy yeah. because no. it's pointless. I couldn't afford to waste any yeah. energy. Yeah. 
Um, so you said that, uh, you know, you've always sort of had this confidence, but what, I mean, what, what gave you the confidence that you would be able to hang on the back of the pack? Usually people are kind of freaking out when they're there. Yes. Yeah, I I don't usually run from the back like that either, but I think I was just so composed and knew that if I conserved energy back here and made sure I didn't miss the move, that I would be okay. And I slowly and gradually moved myself up. And my word throughout the race was commit. And I just, Mm -hmm. every time I made a move, I was just going to commit to it because I I knew going in, I was like, I I can be an All-American, but I want to be in contention for the title with a lap to go. So if I can stay in it with 400 to go, I think anything is possible. It's anyone's race, especially if it was a tactical race. So I just kept telling myself to commit to any move that I was going to make. And I needed to be smart about when to make those moves because there weren't that many chances to. Can you paint the picture for our our listeners? Um, How many people are in the race? How many people are all American? Like when you say that? Yes, there's 24 girls in the race. We Mm -hmm. went straight to the final. So they took 12 from the East Coast, 12 from the West Coast. And we went into the race. And top eight are first team All-American. And then the next top eight are second team All-American. I'm just blown away by your confidence. I just want to stick on that for a second. Like, Yeah, it's swagger. It really is. I mean, do you think that... Would you how would you rate that in terms of like what what really matters in the race? You know, fitness matters. Swagger's uh, number one. Race plan matters, but just uh, Tess is. I I think you're being no. I'm, cheap, I'm not. Yeah, like if yeah. you have the fitness and you yeah. ha- like you have a have race, a race plan. plan if, and, I mean, if you go in there and you're like kind of shrinking into yourself and you're yeah. not feeling good and you're not going to thrive, it doesn't matter how fit you are. Yeah. So I think I'm with her. Swagger. <laughs> no, I like the word swagger. What do you what do you where do you rank those things? Race plan coach throw a coach in there <laughs> uh, um, Gotta throw fitness, in there. fitness and, and swagger what do you where do you think it is I mean you definitely it's not just about training most of it's mental I would say I think I I really trust myself and I think I have really good race instincts and I've seen my progression this year especially outdoors I've had a lot of great momentum so I went into this race thinking anything was possible if I just played my cards right so I think confidence was a big mm-hmm. a big deal for me especially in my first championship because I don't think I ran it like I was in my first championship and I don't know if I had any business doing it like sure. I did but <laughs> it worked out for me <laughs> so you weren't really focused on you said you wanted to be um very purposeful and be with that front pack and be in contention. Uh, you had the winner of the 10 K in the race with you, mm-hmm. um, who is local when Winnie Kaladi, I think's her name. Um, so were you keying on her or anybody in particular, or were you just, and, and you had the, the ultimate winner, uh, Jones who, who won NCAA cross country. So a star studded field. So were you keying on any individual or was it just the group? Once I moved my way after a halfway into the lead pack, eight of us broke away. And I did keen off Danny Jones a good bit, the mm-hmm. girl who did end up winning, because I knew she she was fresh. She's like a, she's coming from a miler standpoint, similar to how I was in training. So I knew if I stayed on the inside rail and just was patient and waited, that I would be in contention. And there was then just four of us left with a lap to go. And then it was just a battle. (laughs) When there was eight left, were you counting numbers and and like kind of thinking that in terms of also being an All-American? Yeah, I knew when there was eight of us, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to be an All-American because I was pretty confident I wasn't going to move backwards, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't satisfied with just getting eighth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So take us through the last. uh, So like you said, you're winding it down or getting faster and faster. Take us through the last last mile. You get to a group of 
ultimately four. And I don't remember what point that is, but you guys really separated from the pack. You're feeling good. You're feeling confident. Take us through your mindset in that last mile. Yeah, I I don't even remember when it broke down to four, but I just kept telling myself that I needed to stay on this group. And I kept telling myself to be patient and wait for the move, wait for the move. And I think I might have got so distracted about being committed to the group that I almost waited maybe too late in the end because they started their kick before I did. And I think I had a delayed response to it, but I really wanted to be there with the lap to go. And I ended up closing in 65, the winner closed in 64. So I had no idea what splits we were doing. I was just, I was just racing to the end of that line. So close to being third. Yeah. Um, Was that disappointing as you kind of got edged at the line or just didn't quite get there? I, on that last straightaway, I had another gear and I went for it and I just ran out of time. And I, after the race, I was like, God, yeah, I was yeah. a little upset with myself for doing that. But it's hard to be upset when it's my first time being at this meet and finishing All-American and finishing my college career on such a high note compared to where I was previously. So I can't be disappointed. Can you, um, you know, a, a newly minted All-American at your first first national meet, first national meet outdoors, indoors, cross-country, anything? I went to cross-country my freshman year at UNC. At UNC, okay. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Yes. Completely <laughs> different from where, where you are. Um, can you kind of describe to the audience, like, what that means to you? Like, is this like a, a life-changing moment? Is it overstating it to say that? Like, what does it mean? It it really means so much because I feel like I've invested so much time into running in my college career and I've had so many lows that it's just it's made this so much more worth it in this final season and I've always felt like I've been this runner but I've never been in a place where I'm like mentally and physically there so I went into this race like knowing that I was my body and my mind were in a, in the right spot and I've never felt like that since probably since high school so I that's why I think I felt so good going to this race because I was like I'm actually ready for this race I'm I'm fit I'm ready I deserve to be here let's see what I can do who have you heard from that's been really cool that uh I'm sure you know your family obviously um uh, I I was your I was your biggest fan. I got a video of me and the boys like watching and, and so making it about me for a second here. But who have you heard from that's been really really cool? I've had a lot. Of, I, I finished the race and maybe had like a hundred texts. I was very overwhelmed. I couldn't yeah. even respond to any of them in the moment. But I've had a lot of people reach out from high school, old teachers, old coaches, and my teammates now, and just my friends. And I didn't realize how many people were watching the race and just to have. <laughs> so much support and people so excited for me and like getting messages that I've been in- inspiring people who have been hurt for so many years to come back in their fifth year to do that. So it's just been, it's been really humbling to see. And I hope I, I can inspire other people to cool. do that. That's awesome. So you're an all American. You, you just graduated? You yes, just graduated? I just graduated. Wow. I mean, and what was your major? I was a psychology major. Oh, so, so you guys could talk wow. shop. Yeah, well, I don't remember much from it. I don't remember much when I was there from it. But um, you you are, like, literally, you are on top. I hate to tell her this secret. Mm-hmm. So she, we probably should tell her earmuffs. But mm-hmm. it doesn't get any better than this. This is yeah, it. This Life is downhill. all downhill from here. Sure. Trust us from the veterans here who ran in college and – um, didn't it was a good run. Didn't experience the run. success you had, mm-hmm. but um, the fall is going to be that yeah, much worse yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, but it, it, you, you, you must feel like you're kind of on on top of the world, right? Yeah, I, I do. I'm like, 
I'm just really happy right now, but I'm also just really hungry to keep yeah. racing and keep going after fast times and running. And I think my senior year, I kept telling myself like, this is going to be the year that I decide if I want to continue running. Like mm -hmm. I, I wanted validation to know if it was going to be worth it or if I should try to keep pursuing running. And me and Julie actually had a lot of conversations about it. And she told, going back before this outdoor season, she told me even if this isn't the most ideal outcome of the season and things don't go my way that I shouldn't just give close up on, close the door just because I didn't achieve or validate myself in the races. And I think that really was eye-opening for me because I, I wanted so badly just to see signs of like sure. see signs of it because it's scary to say that, oh yeah, I want to pursue running post-collegially when you have no right saying right, that right, by any right. means. But um, so that really shifted my perspective and calmed things down a bit. And then I, I did have success this outdoor season. It's just been building and building on each other. And I want to keep running this summer and keep racing and see see what I can do in this next year as well. So you got some blisters. Um, it was Gnarly a hot blisters. day. Gnarly <laughs> blisters. So, I mean, not surprising, hot day. Um, but uh, you had to, so you had to take a, a couple couple days off, but you're back at running today uh, now. And yes. kind of what's, so what's next? What's, you got races this this summer coming up or what's, what, what's the process like now? Yeah, so um, we're going to train for a few more weeks and the plan is to race a 1500 at Princeton okay. because, um, I, my last real race was at Princeton actually a few months ago in 1500, and I want to see if I can drop my time in that. And then I'm probably going to go out to California to run a 5K and try to run the U.S. standard to qualify okay. for USA's at the end of July. So do you still run for Georgetown now, or how does that, how does that work? I told Julie I was still going to wear the uniform. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're, so you're still wearing the Georgetown uniform. <laughs> yeah, if I qualify for USA's, I'm going to be repping the Georgetown uniform. Uh, that's, that's very cool. So what do you have to do? What is the time? Is it, there's a time qualification for Yes, USA's, but right? and usually it goes off the descending order list. Right now the 24th time, they're going to take 24 girls, is 1538. And I ran 1546 okay. a few months ago in california yeah so you ran 1552 on like a blazing hot day i mean that's gotta i, I saw mean, i saw some people's conversions they're yeah. like yeah that's a 15 20 15 30 i was yeah. like oh, yeah. okay i'll take that, that. I'll yeah. take I'll that. Take that. Yeah. i know i'm serious but i'll take it's a that. legal yeah. time yeah yeah but i definitely am going to try to go after a fast time in california in the 5k because ideally i would love to run that at the end of july at usa's got it so what, what do you think it's been the, I mean, have you changed, um, you, you know, you're, you got hurt a number of times. There's been fits and starts with your running. What has it been? What's, what, what's been this year? Like, what's the magic formula? We'd all mm -hmm. like to know that. Like, I feel like I've gotten that question what, a lot. What have you done? <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that question a lot. I actually, I didn't run at all last summer because of my femur. And it's when crazy. I came back in the fall, I had so many weaknesses because of my femur injury that I didn't get... I just had Achilles issues and things pop up all of fall that I actually didn't start training consistently until December when I went home. And when I came back from break, I think I had finally gotten a good month of training under me and I was just so happy to be running that I just was really happy with my running. And I think I just was, I didn't even realize how fit I was getting so mm -hmm. quickly. Like January, February, March happened so quick. And I was like, wow, I'm actually in pretty good shape right now. Let's see what I can do in these races. And indoors was just, I think, a building block for outdoors. And then we were seeing glimpses of 
like what I could do, but it was really that race at Stanford that kind of got me, got the ball rolling. Right. I ran 15.46 and my PR before that, I ran 16.02 indoors, but my PR before that came from sophomore year was 16.22. Wow. And I dropped my 1500 from 4.23 to 4.13 at the Princeton meet. And I just had, I was finally seeing the results that I've been waiting for. And I think just the confidence momentum that I got from that, I was I was feeling a little bit unstoppable yeah. then. <laughs> so what was your mantra again in the in the race? What was the word you kept saying? Commit. Commit. So I, I feel like that was the mantra maybe this whole year. And you committed to just being a runner and just mm -hmm. seeing where you could take it. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's very fair. I actually really like that. I, I every day I was I was going day by day and mm -hmm. I was doing what I could every single day, not worrying about the long-term outcomes. And I think that was a, like a relief for me because I wasn't worried about getting to regionals and making nationals. I was just focused on getting better every day. And that's what happened. And that put me in a place to be able to qualify for nationals. All right. I'm going to make it a little awkward here. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, oh, good. Yeah. Um, she I'm is, glad I can't get out of she, here. She's dating oh, no. one of our former guests. Who? You Ooh. know who she's dating. So, because um, <laughs> I, I think he might have been helpful in this process, maybe. Um, is it somebody This is the who, creepiest I, question you've ever well, yeah, asked. Yeah, I told you I was making it awkward. He, <laughs> went, he, went, to, awkward. he went to Virginia. Weird. So he, he went he to He ran at UVA. He ran at UVA. Yeah, yeah. this is not my wheelhouse. Yeah. He's have, from New Jersey. I have a guess. Yes, yes. And he's been on the show. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm scared. So, I mean, that, is, it, is it Robbie? Yeah, yes, it is. yes. So, are you, are you um, you're from Jersey? I'm from New Jersey. Oh, okay, yeah. whereabouts? Yeah. Tenafly, New Jersey, Bergen County. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to ask Northern actually. New Jersey. I was going to ask what Northern Virginia high school did you go to? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But that whole finding out that you're from Jersey ruined my question. So dating an Olympian, I mean, <laughs> that that must show you know that gives you a sort of a roadmap, right? Or, or has he been? Has he been the opposite of helpful? I don't useless. know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's been useless. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's actually been amazing. Um, we've been dating over a year now, but I've I've actually never dated a runner before. So, mm. I thought it was so weird at first that someone was so invested in my running. I was like, oh, this is weird. Like I've never had someone so interested in my running. It's like I did four miles and it it sucked. Like right, it doesn't right, matter. Right, right, right. But um. It's actually been so nice to have someone care so much and have the experience. And he's he's helped me a lot with my running this past year. And he was out at nationals. And he's actually been able to come to a lot of my meets because I've ran a lot on the East Coast. But um, he's been super helpful in this whole journey. That's cool. Ju Julie felt like a third wheel on this trip at nationals. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the meet, all three of us, and she admitted that she felt like a big third wheel. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> It's really funny. Did other family? Well, he's not. Did other, your family come to the? Yeah, my mom meet? was there. Fourth yeah. wheel. Okay, there, there you go. Um, but that that is really cool, and, and and I'm sure helpful. And that's really cool that he's in, he's invested. Is he is he coaching at Princeton? Is he's he? a volunteer coach at okay. Princeton. Oh, very yeah. Cool. All right. But well, you're not moving there. You gotta stay here. You got a good thing going here with Julie. <laughs> I do. So, I do. Um, so, uh, how does your family feel about you taking the next step as a next step? as a runner uh is that something that everybody's super supportive of do they understand or they you know because that that can be a difficult thing i mean you just graduated from georgetown now you're gonna make no money and run i mean that just is <laughs> like it's sometimes hard to yeah i mean <laughs> i like how you say that. Well, I, what yeah. a pitch yeah oh, i know no. yeah I know. there's so many ways oh, you could spin that of like right once in a time well, i'm like, sorry it's a, it is a good decision because like farley said 
uh, your life is not going to get any better. Yes, but if you exactly. if you keep running, it doesn't Prolong. matter. You're going to like prolong this part of your life. Yes. So yeah. so don't worry about the way he said it. <laughs> yeah. It was the last that, thing the you want to do it. is go sit in a cubicle for nine or, hours. I, there's nothing you can do it's with miserable. psychology degree. Trust me, I know. But uh, <laughs> I no, have to go back I, to not, school anyway. <laughs> I know. No, I, this is. Te- I should edit this out. This is a terrible <laughs> oh, no. pitch. Oh, no, you should no, edit. No. It. <laughs> yeah, he, he does all the editing. No, but you. The question is that the family supportive. Yeah, I mean, this is my only shot to go yeah. after it. So it's like I can't delay it now with the 2020 trials coming up next year. It just. I would be doing myself a disservice if I wasn't going to continue and try to like train till then. So I think I think I have the support of a lot of people behind me and they know like my goals and what I've always wanted to do. And now I'm in a place where I can validate those things. So I think I have the support of a lot of people behind me right now. Yeah, definitely. And you are wearing, um, we'll tweet out a picture of us together here, uh, a USA t-shirt. Um, so that's got to be a goal. Sign uh, of things to come. Yeah, exactly. That's that's obviously got to be a goal. This and is with swagger. Your, with, with, her, with her swagger. I mean, why not? Right? I'm ready repping. <laughs> I know. Uh, but is something like you dreamed about? Is that, I mean, you pr- she probably dreamed about playing for the women's basketball mm-hmm. team. But, but yeah. is that something you've dreamed about or thought about a lot? Yeah, definitely. It's always been in the back of my mind. I I definitely probably wasn't dreaming about it when I was injured the last few years, but I think I've really opened myself up to a lot of new possibilities and I'm not going to cut myself short on anything because I've achieved a lot this year and I feel like there's a lot more in me. I like, I feel like I'm not done yet. Totally. So the, uh, the USA's this year are, so hopefully you can make USA's that, that is in Sac- Sacramento, I believe. Is it's that- actually in Des Moines, Des Moines. Iowa okay. mm-hmm. at the end of July. It's pushed back this year yeah. because worlds is okay. in September and yeah. then, or October. And then there's a world team. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, that would be obviously amazing, but, um, then it's the sites would be set on the Olympic trials and remind us how that works. You got to get a qualifying time and then the trials happen in Eugene, Oregon in uh, 2020, right? Yes. And then I didn't even know this till Julie told me about there's a prelim for the 5k. Oh, so you got to run round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would have, I mean, I would, it would be unreal to qualify for the trials and make the final in the 5k. And Mm -hmm. that's, the goal I'd be going for right now. Got it. So you got to hit a qualifying time and it's some sort and an of Olympic window, time. Olympic yeah. time. And it, yeah. It's, it's all like, open right now. Okay. The, the world time I think is 15, 22. Okay. I'm not really sure. Right. Of all these standards, but, but you can qualify for the Olympic trials. If you run well enough, say this summer, yes. that'll give you a time. It counts okay, for, cool. next for next year. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And you're still going to be wearing a Georgetown singlet next summer in 2020? No, no, yeah. I will not be allowed to do that. I'll, I'll have till their preseason camp starts, maybe. Yeah, in August. Summer. That's a good... They need that. they need that uniform back. Yeah. They, <laughs> oh, I'm not getting that back. <laughs> that is a good question. So, like, what are the opportunities out there? Um, has that been discussed? Um, I don't even know that. I haven't talked to Julie about that. But I'm, I'm sure she has some ideas. But have, has that been discussed? Are there places... or? people you'd want to run for now is your time to vocalize that to the yeah. community yeah right exactly let's uh let's get her a pace sponsorship what do we need to i was, I was gonna say pace the nation yeah, I, yeah. I was actually thinking yeah. in my head like yeah uh you should run for pace the nation absolutely <laughs> like what's that what yeah what give us at least the, the, the and if you make the finals like just you know you don't have to answer now but would you be willing to wear a chewbacca costume <laughs> oh my in the gosh. finals you're good at running in the heat <laughs> That, that might not be my best move out there. But. All right. 
Um, well, you didn't well, have give, to answer now. Give us your give, give us the, the, the last right of refusal on the offer that you get. We'll see if we can match it. <laughs> Pace the nation Pace would be the pretty. Nation. Would For be pretty. the singlet and the Chewbacca costume. Yeah, well, the Chewbacca costume, I think. If uh, somebody else approaches you about Chewbacca, let yeah, us know. We had that idea first. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, so Robbie's gone through that, though. Uh, yeah, he's been a lot of so help. He can be helpful. Yeah, that. he's been a lot of help with explaining how the process goes yeah. and the things and how agents work and all of that I've I just been gathering a lot of information right now and my priority right now is just to run fast this summer and if I can qualify for my first USA um, championship I think that would be a really big move for me and if some doors open up that will be great but I think leading up to 2020 like ideally things are working right now so I'd like to stick with Julie and see what we can do but yeah I love to hear that (laughs) All right, Josette. Well, I, I did want to ask finally before we get you out of here. Um, mm. Give me a story about Julie. Give me something that I, I hear. You know, there's a lot of positive. We've been talking very positively about as we should. But uh, you want something to embarrass Julie? Yes. Give Can me a, some dirt on her. Yes. Because something. because for 197 episodes, you get embarrassed right, on right. a regular basis, and it's time <laughs> it's, for your yes, wife's turn. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, embarrassing yeah she doesn't do too many embarrassing things but just need one just one is there is there a moment you've shared with her then that's been see she's very measured because she wants Mm -hmm. to volunteer for julie next Mm. year i think so (laughs) you gotta be very careful what you say but you could do you could tell us a story and then we'll edit it and then we'll put it out in the ether and then you could be like i will post this yeah if If you don't yeah like you could blackmail her blackmail yeah like that yeah 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 uh, no. Should we be encouraging blackmail? No, nah, it's not the first time we've done that on right. the show. Oh no! <laughs> well, no, I, 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 know that uh, I, I'm, 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 we're kind of tongue in cheek on that. Um, I, you know, you, although you have graduated Georgetown, you can, you couldn't say anything before, but now you can unload. But no, she, uh, has, she has said to me many times that you've been one of her favorite athletes to coach. She likes them all been, the same. Yes, it's been, it's been an amazing, I'm very run. coachable. Yeah, it's been an, it's been an amazing <laughs> run. It's been. I know incredible for me to follow, and and you know, like I said, my kids were at the meet where he qualified for for the try uh, for the for the uh, national meet, and then they were up late on uh, last, uh, I believe it was Saturday night, where you uh, where you made uh, uh, you were an all American fourth place. So it's been a really fun journey to see. Thank you so, so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. That's good for the sound right yeah, there. <laughs> they were just here. All right, there she goes. That's Josette Norris. Uh, she is an All-American from Georgetown. She was fourth place at the NCAA track and field meet in Austin. She joins us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Josette Norris for joining us on mm-hmm. Pace the Nation. It's at Gisette Norris on Twitter. Give her a follow. That is Gisette with a J. J. Yeah, stop what you're doing. Give her a follow. Um, big things to come for Gisette Norris. I mean, I'm confident because of her confidence. Uh-huh. I'm confident. It's the uh, big things are coming. It was I mean, infectious? I, yes, it was. Yes. I love rolling up to your first post-Nationals <laughs> interview in a USA shirt. I think that's a little ballsy, <laughs> no, that's and good. I like I, it. Yeah, that's, that's true. 
I don't know if this is her first interview. We're, the first significant yeah, interview. Yes, uh, interview of significance. Um, I don't know whether that was the on first air. and only. I don't know if that was on air or not where we said uh, what was the bigger moment that uh, oh, yeah. fourth place or being on Pace the Nation. Um, well, the good thing is we hold ourselves it, in really high regard. It's definitely going to be in the Easter eggs if it yeah, wasn't yeah, on the show. Was, yeah, that's good. Uh, but really fun interview, uh, which is that and uh, just a, an awesome story. Um, so congratulations. Can't wait to see what uh, what comes next. I hope you didn't break her. <laughs> like she has all of this confidence and you're asking all these psychological questions I know. about like what will, what makes you have that confidence. Now she's going to second guess herself. Right. I hope you didn't break her. No, no, no. She has, she's way, way stronger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Also, she has a more recent psychology degree than you, so she probably <laughs> had true. methods to combat your that is true. Your attempts yeah, to break her. That's true. Um, all right. Well, I think um, that went well unprepped, so I was glad that that um, was good. So um, um, that was uh, great to have Gisette on the on the program. Uh, transition from that. This is uh, tough um, to transition from that. Um, wanted to. to talk to you guys about Gabe Grunwald um, news came out this week um, from her husband yeah. um, in, a, in an Instagram post uh, and definitely give him a fall it's Justin Grunwald one he's been sort of documenting um, Gabe's up and down roller coaster ride with cancer right um, and I'm just going to read this real quick um, and again you can find it it's all over the internet um, but it says it breaks my heart to say but overnight Gabriel's status worsened with worsening liver function causing confusion wanting to do her no harm we have made the difficult decision to move her to comfort care this afternoon I wanted to let you know that she's still alive so she, you can send her one last message here or post on her wall um, on her phone before she heads to heaven. Um, just a really great person. Gabe is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, just a really, I mean, just like one of the best people out there. Um, yeah. It's really sad. Um, influential, uh, you know, in the, in the running community, but so, just a really good person. Chris, I mean, some people might mm-hmm. not... Uh, remember who who Gabe Grunwald is? Yes, uh, we we did have her on the show. I think episode one hundred and sixteen, mm-hmm. but she was a, a, a professional runner that that was also battling cancer, and and cancer kept reintroducing yeah. itself into her life. Um, and I don't know, maybe people remember uh, she ran she ran one of the national meets um, when she definitely wasn't a hundred percent. She mm-hmm. was. Uh, fighting cancer and, and doing chemo and, and all of her whole her whole fight was she she made public and she shared with everybody and and she's just open and honest about it and always really positive and she she ran the race and uh, I think she didn't qualify to the next round and mm-hmm. and you just saw like even everybody who qualified they 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 just went and gave her a big hug and, yep, and, and supported her after supported I, that's her. a great story i'm and, glad you remember that one and it just yep. showed you how much everybody in the running community loved her and was was rooting for her and and how impactful she has been on everybody else's yep. life and she's just amazing i mean just the, her positivity and and uh her her strength and and you know this this was definitely uh, really hard to read yesterday. Yep. Uh, getting that news. That's good. Well said. And I, I'm glad you glad you brought up. I mean, that just showed that 
that race where where her competitors um you know circled around her and big group hug was a powerful moment there have been really wonderful stories posted about mm-hmm. her and in situations like that while racing and just interpersonally as well of her supporting other runners. Um, there's a beautiful story of one of the newer professional runners when she first got started was a big fan of Gabe's. And then to look up in the sand and see Gabe cheering for her at her own first professional race was just really beautiful to hear. Very cool. Uh, check out all the hashtag brave like Gabe. Um, really powerful stuff. So um, good sharing a couple memories, guys. Very well done. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, it is the summer. It's upon us, even though it's beautiful out. It's been like 70 degrees here in almost the middle of June, which has been awesome. Uh, so hopefully you're getting some good training in for your fall marathon. Getting ready for Twilighter. And the Twilighter. Yeah, so go and sign up for the Twilighter. Uh, July 22nd is the Twilighter, uh, great Saturday night race. And, uh, one of the, 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 the most fun, the funnest, the most fun, funnest races of the summer. Is it most fun? Is the most funnest? fun. Is that a verb, an adverb? I think it's Good. many fun. Many fun. I was <laughs> given, a, I was given a hard time about that this past mm-hmm. week, uh, as I should. Uh, but yeah, sign up for that race today. And are you guys training yourselves in this beautiful weather tbd i did run a fart like today nice. just want to okay. put that out there all right you're back okay all right big things coming for test docs well uh as you remember my update from two days ago <laughs> i i am receiving some physical therapy in hopes to get to running again yes okay uh, and i've been riding my bike a lot all right i had another session with dr beck today all right, loyal he, listener, he, Dr. Beck. Go he ahead. abused me. <laughs> Thanks for the abuse, <laughs> Dr. Beck. Um, is that that's that's a ringing endorsement for him? I oh think. yeah, I shouldn't like they give me zero discounts over there, so I shouldn't. I should just say I saw somebody. Yeah, no, Dr. Beck's friend of the show. Yeah. Um, so uh, it is the summer. It's the, it's the summer of nineteen where the Women's World Cup is happening now. Just oh. started. Mm-hmm. And like we well, today said, today was the last day of the first. Well, match, was it the first games? First, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, like we said, we cover the Women's World Cup like mm-hmm. no other running podcast out there. Correct. Um, I, just before, because you, you guys are the experts, I just got a uh-huh. text. Um, a, a number of uh, new listeners from the running store community from last week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, really appreciate. Uh, and I actually sent the Gabe Grunwald uh, episode to a number of people who um, who asking. Oh, I liked your show. What? other shows I listen to Mm -hmm. Um, but I got a text from uh, my buddy uh, Chris who owns a store and owns a number of stores in the Chicago Naperville area Uh, he says your podcast co-host was pretty darn close with his crazy 15 to nothing prediction (laughs) on the US versus Thailand props to him and then he thought the interview with Bob was very cool. So thanks, Chris. Thanks yeah. for listening. Chris has listened for a while, so appreciate. Uh, but Chris. if I can say, I wasn't being ridiculous. Uh, obviously no, I, not. I actually thought that was going to be the result. Obviously not. So I didn't get a chance to see the game today. Mm-hmm. How could you not? The most beautiful, not the most beautiful okay. thing, but among the greatest things about the World Cup, it is a 100% acceptable sporting event to goof off at work during. So you go <laughs> right. to any office building in any country at 3 p.m. on the East Coast today, and there's, there's going to be someone watching the World That's Cup, why. and everyone's going to be fine with it. Right. That's why we had n- less production today at yeah. the office. Okay. All right. But, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. 
Um, so both of you guys watched. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. My VP actually took me out. I watched in the office until halftime, and then it ha- that was about 4 o'clock. My VP poked her head in. She's like, you're not working right now, are wow. you? Wow. It's <laughs> like, uh. Pretty good VP. That's a cool. Iffy. So oh, we went wow. to a bar that's, and watched that, the second half. Wow. That's very cool. Here's the crappy thing, though. We left kind of partway through halftime, and by the time we got to the bar, they had scored four more goals. It's crazy. I mean, Alex Morgan, how many goals? She had five today. Five <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you have five goals in the tournament, well, isn't that, that really good? I was texting uh, Kathy, mm-hmm. and and I told her that that the golden boot, which goes to the top scorer for the tournament, I said the golden boot is going to be determined in this game. Because <laughs> <laughs> five does, five goals does for five Alex goals Morgan. get? There's a I mean there's a sub competition in, in the competition. Yeah, okay, in most in most World Cups. Five goals in the tournament would be a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was I was wondering. I mean, has anybody is that is there a name for you know, it's like when you, you have a you have a, a birdie trick you have a three. eagle, you have a hole in one. Uh-huh. Is there I mean there's a hat trick, is there anything for four or five? Is it almost like a double hat trick or like You can have a double hat trick. Double hat trick means six, Chris. Right. <laughs> right. But <laughs> is there like a name for it? Is it like a hat trick and two thirds or something? Like, like a that? bowler hat, a fedora. <laughs> yeah, or some kind of right, it's a right. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, is there something mm-hmm. that they call it? No? No. Because no one scores. Because it five. doesn't happen. Because yeah, it doesn't happen. No, I my favorite you. stat though is that the women on the team today have scored more goals in today's game than the men's national team in the last three world cups combined (laughs) that is a crazy stat and it was 13 to nothing yeah so docs is 15 to nothing you overshot it but not by much they well i i will say that uh i think they could easily have gotten there Mm -hmm. uh i don't think the referee wanted a blowout and so she was just like not calling really there were a couple couple negotiable okay non-calls wow well uh, the Vegas number, and for longtime listeners, I don't talk about my <laughs> gambling as much as I. I mean, I'm, I've kind of uh, got it. I've kind of got grips of my gambling addiction. No, I, I've never had a problem. But uh, you have the, a problem. The Vegas number was that I saw. Uh, it was four and a half goals. Yeah. So meaning that U.S. I told just had you to go. Win. I said take it. Take I said it. take it. I know. I didn't take it for enough, but you were right. Uh, I saw four and a half, then later I saw five and a half. I mean, ba- Vegas must have taken a bath if, um, if if people had any idea that that was a joke of a number because they doubled that. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they doubled Close that math. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, next game for uh, the U.S., um, as we you guys said, yeah. is going to be Chile, and it's going to have happened by the time we post this. Uh-huh. Um, give me some preview slash post view of what we should expect from that game. In in the Chile game, yeah, um, it will be. It will. It should also be lopsided, but I don't think the result's going to be as bad. Okay. Um, Chile played pretty decent today um, in in extreme weather, but uh, they're just not at the same class. I agree. The Chile Sweden game was not super close in in mm-hmm. quality of play but the disparity in goals was not nearly as severe right so i think i think we'll see a more entertaining match um a little bit more even so I, my you, prediction is is four or five to nothing oh mm-hmm. uh, okay okay so not close okay it All won't right, be so. close no okay. but i think it'll be better quality oh, of play right okay our, our first close game will be our third game against sweden so 
it, the third game will still be in this first round. Correct. Okay. And we will have advanced by then. Okay, so we probably already advanced. Um, and there's so many like tiebreakers and all that stuff. So third, goal differential. Goal differential. Well, <laughs> we got to feel good about <laughs> we that. We did okay today. Yeah, but I, think so. <laughs> I also, again, I was saying today, uh, Sweden could win 15 nothing against Thailand. So the okay, goal differential true. could disappear. That's true. Right. But you you get two people, two teams out of the first round, yeah. right? Yes. So we feel good about U.S. We, and Sweden. We will. I mean, I told you before, the, the tournament doesn't really start for us until the second round. Okay. All right. That's good insight. Um, I'll be at a casino later this week, so that's good <laughs> for me to know. I'm only half kidding. Um, I'm going to New Jersey tomorrow. I'm uh-huh. excited about that, um, where there's a lot of sports gambling now. But again, I, I'm not. That's that's not the reason I'm going to. I'm going with the family, and uh, I'm going to. Now it does protest too much. Yeah, um, but uh, so I'll, I'll make sure to tune in while I'm in uh, New Jersey. Uh, the game will be what what day? The Sunday. Chile, Sunday. It's still Sunday. Okay, so Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said they haven't before. changed it since right. we <laughs> mentioned that <laughs> you last said that time. Before. All right. Anybody else impress you? Because again, we cover this tournament like nobody else. Anybody else impress you in the first few? Well, I mean, France. Game? France looks good, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, there's always a lot of talk right now from the the talking heads, the pundits, that uh, with the way the brackets are set up, if we win our group and France wins their group. Uh, we would actually face them before the final, mm. which it, that would be a great final. So, um, but I don't think that anybody's going to be doing anything to try to avoid that matchup. I think everybody's going to take care of business and let the cards fall where they do, which is what you should do. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I don't think we've seen any as severely lopsided matches as today, but we've definitely seen some, some right. uneven competition. So it's hard to really get a temperature check on how people are going i think i think one thing that that people have been surprised by is that uh germany was not impressive Mm, they Mm. were a little disappointing and Mm. and they lost their best player oh wow so i mean this might be what i'm reading back bad we're like big time favorites for the whole thing yeah we We got we are the favorite yeah wow i mean we're the the number one team in the world ranked which that ranking is kind of bogus (laughs) and then uh I think, you know, France, people say that, that France might be favorites because they're the host country and mm-hmm. they're playing well. And uh, But to, to be honest, there's only a, a, a handful of teams that have a chance to win it. You know, I was a little disappointed by Japan yesterday. They have, they have really strong potential as a team, and I just don't think they showed up against Argentina. They had so much possession in the first half and could never really find the back of the net. All right. Well, that's, that's all good news. I like the U.S.'s chances. It's not good then. news for Japan. Well, not for Japan. Yeah, but I'm rooting for the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Still? Uh, as is Gisette Norris, who came in here with a uh, USA shirt on, mm-hmm. which that was pretty, very, very cool. Um, we're still doing this 200th show. We're getting close. We're we 197. Getting close. Um, we've got some plans for the 200th show. Yes. I don't, know why, are in motion. I don't know why I'm subjecting myself to this, but... Um, mm-hmm. You do it for the fans. Yeah. This is this is what the fans want. Yeah. Yep. So uh, (laughs) I I don't know whether they want it or not, but they're going to get it. Uh, So that's that's coming. Um, So look forward to that. Um, I'll be gone this next week, so we'll have to figure out our schedule. But um, why are we doing Google Calendar on the air? Two hundred show is coming. I didn't prep very well, so I wanted to just you know at least mm-hmm. get, get some sort of uh, logistical stuff done. But if yeah. you want to take the temperature of our, our listeners, yeah. 
they do not like when we do like our hey Farley, let's go pick up uh, the the dry cleaning, and then after that, head over to that grocery store across the right. street and get some flavored waters. They don't want to hear our to do list. I think they do. I think they like the person. <laughs> I'm though. really fascinated by other people's schedules. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. In a nosy way, yeah. not in a good way. Yeah. All right, so we'll get to more of that next week. More schedules. Um, <laughs> so this went well for a show unprepped. Uh, I think this was good. Well done. Two days notice. Yeah. You know, you know what I thought was interesting was that you were very apologetic to our guest today mm-hmm. for constantly changing the start time. Yes. I don't recall an <laughs> no. apology for Tess and I. That's we were point. here. Yeah, it's a good point. We were. I texted. I was yeah. going to be late. I wasn't late. You I were, got here on yeah. time. Hey, I, I want to thank you guys. Well, you always, guys are used to it. I always make a point not to tell Farley I'm going to be late because for him that means add 30 minutes to when he shows up. <laughs> Smart move. Well, thank you guys for adjusting. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Great show. Episode 197 in the books. Wow. Uh, thanks again to our... That's our third Georgetown athlete we've had on the program. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a cap on three. <laughs> Ahmed Bilay. Uh, we had Mike Crozier, and now Gisette Norris joined us at Gisette Norris. Give her a follow. Uh, great stuff from her today. All right. Thanks to Test Strike. Thanks to William E. Docs. Thanks to you, the listener. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week. I'm turning it off. All right, I'm just texting you guys. Farley, sing a Katy Perry song for us. Um, I can't think of a firework. Uh, you're gonna feel me roar, roar. Oh, oh, oh. Is that a Katy Perry song? It I is. It it's is. not mm-hmm. the song we asked for, oh, okay. but it is one. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. Is that my sound check, or was that just for? <laughs> like for you to have in your archives future humiliation yeah, exactly i don't think it's future humiliation i think we'll get to <laughs> yeah. it real quick
it's a big moment that you were an All-American, but this is a big moment being on this show. This is a very... <laughs> Why are you wasting that on the... Uh, off, off, off All right, the so... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you do... <laughs> and then Also watch out for flying garlic. <laughs> Did you notice that when you came in? No. Or just when it started to attack just you? Just when I started moving. <laughs> 